healthcare system is broken, but it doesn't have to be. This is Revenue Cycle Optimized by Infinix Healthcare. We discuss the latest challenges in the revenue cycle space and provide actionable tips on how to overcome them at your organization. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started as folks are starting to join. Um, welcome to our session this week. Uh, we're excited to have you on. And uh, this week, we are joined by uh, Navneet Nair, our Chief Product Officer here at Infinix. Welcome. Good to have you back, Navneet. Thank you, Kate. So staffing remains a challenge for most healthcare providers across the country. You know, we talk to our clients who are still consistently having challenges. You know, we hear about it just in the market. So we thought this week we would focus our session on how AI and automation can help alleviate some of those challenges. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, Navneet, where are we seeing the biggest uh, staffing challenges? Yeah, I think we are seeing a staffing challenge across the entire spectrum of revenue cycle. Uh, we talk to patient access leaders and back in revenue cycle leaders, and all of them have uniformly told us that there is a staffing challenge. I think MGMA had a recent survey and 73% of the participants said 2022, the biggest challenge is going to be staffing. And, and this actually applies in the front office. The issue becomes far more acute as you kind of think about somebody to pick up the phone and answer a scheduling conversation. I can give you a personal experience. I called my regional PCP here and had to stay on the phone for two hours just to get an appointment with my physician. And when I met the physician and I told him about my experience, he told me they're down 30 people in the front office. And this is one of the largest PCP groups in, in, in Austin. So, um, um it, it, yeah, this is just not in data or metrics. I mean, people can feel it in real life. The other data point that we are seeing, we ourselves are looking for, as a revenue cycle company, looking for revenue cycle uh, resources who are experienced. And we are seeing, if you go to Indeed, that every, every experienced revenue cycle job offer is above market in terms of median pricing, along with significant joining bonuses they are all indicative of the fact that there is a significant shortage across both the front office and the, the back office of revenue cycle. Wow. And most providers are in a position to pay that, that rate, right? I mean, yeah. I it, it's a, either it's a winner takes kind of game at this point, if you are not able to, and if you, if you do that, you are, you are actually going to directly impact your bottom line. But I don't think there is much of a choice. If the only approach you take to solving your staffing shortage is to staff up, you are looking at the inflationary price that, that we are seeing across the entire economy to apply to your business and uh, take a bite off your bottom line. Right. But we do not believe that that should be kind of the right approach to doing that. And we'll talk more right. about it. In your opinion, do you see staffing improving or do you think that just a lot of the talent pool has left the industry? Yeah, I, I think if you think about what COVID did to staffing, is it forced staffing to think about 
reskilling rather than upskilling right. which meant that they looked at alternative opportunities and let's all be very clear right what the pandemic did was created an imbalance in the job market it did not actually just kind of suck away all jobs it actually created a lot of other jobs mm-hmm. um and a lot of the talent has actually reskilled for other business areas and unless there is some significant incentive uh, for them to come back i do not see them coming back on their own and that in- incentive may be in in the form of in- inflated salaries and uh, bonuses that providers will have to provide if they want them back the other thing i'm seeing with the talent pool is also that even if you have talent pool left if they are not experienced there will be time right so let's assume there is there is new talent available on the market to bring on board every provider knows it is not easy to come on board and start understanding revenue cycle processes it takes a lot of training so that will place a lot of burden on existing staff from a burnout perspective to train all these new people in doing tasks that are fairly complex how do you see um staffing challenges impacting the revenue cycle i th- i think the, there's going to be impact both both from a front office patient experience perspective which is what we are hearing from our customers and similarly a revenue challenge in the back end uh, mm-hmm. i think it impacts the overall kind of the revenue outlook for providers on the front office if you don't have enough staff you're delayed on scheduling and checking patient eligibility is not ensuring that their estimates are captured all of this leads to suboptimal actually capture of revenue in the front office or pre pre service and then on the post payers have not stopped denying um, because there is a staffing challenge in the industry they are denying it at same or higher rates which means if you don't have resources to do ar and ar management and recovery you are actually going to leave a lot on the on the table and write them off because we just couldn't follow up in time so i think it impacts the overall revenue outlook but i think it also significantly will impact patient experience i saw as i saw from my own personal experience that um, patients are going to not wait they if they can't get an appointment they will move they'll find a different physician to go get their appointment done it's a really good point so is the answer just to find more people i mean we know there's not really <laughs> people out there but is that the answer i think as we have seen from history every time industries have faced this challenge where you you don't have the ability to scale yourself with new staffing the solution has never been to go find more staffing the solution has been to become really effective with the scarce resources you have right i think every industry has uh, usually adapted to scarcity of resources and for healthcare this is kind of the reckoning here where we are going to be in a scarce resource model which means you have to become really effective with the few resources you have right and becoming smarter or efficient doesn't mean asking your existing resources to do more with less right and that may improve productivity in the short run but it'll also burn them out but i think what is necessary is to make them more smarter and effective in how they do work more importantly work by exception so they are not trying to work everything to force is key to key to succeeding in the future we have to learn how to apply the limited resources we will have to the best of our abilities 
So how would you recommend patient access and revenue cycle leaders address the challenges you mentioned? I think technology and automation plays a key role, but I'll also caution that brute force automation will not work. And anybody who claims that you can automate all of revenue cycle does not really understand our industry very well. I think what needs to happen is that every stage of the patient access to the revenue cycle needs to be evaluated for two things. I would say the first thing is, are we trying to reduce manual touches and efforts? Sometimes a lot of the processes are inefficiently set up, but because we could actually staff it with low-cost uh, resources, we, we actually continued that model. But now they have to be reevaluated. The second thing is, for the teams that are left, we need to provide them with actionable intelligence at scale uh, to identify and resolve issues before they become long-term issues, right? So it's it's actually making them in, more intelligent and taking away redundant um, manual tasks is going to be key uh, rather than trying to automate everything. I think as we think about our scarce resources, I think the model to think about is how do you apply technology and automation that allows your scarce knowledge resources to work by exception rather than working every individual requirement that comes through um, the revenue cycle. And that's going to be key, right? So when you think about, as an example, you're doing patient financial verification as a front-end activity. Now, you may have in the past taken a brute force approach of going to every payer portal or calling up the payer or to understand what the patient's eligibility is, benefits are, out-of-pocket costs are, um, is not a scalable model in the future. So if you had a solution that allowed you to do even 70 or 80% of that in an automated fashion, and then you only worked the complex ones where you don't have electronic approaches with payers be dealt with by your staff would be an approach to solving kind of the front office. Similarly, in the back office, when you think about working AR and other aspects of it, you want you don't want your teams to actually manually check the status of every claim that they were wheeled on or have filed for reconsideration. They should be uh, automation and technology helping you to make those decisions. In essence, I, I think you want to be able to kind of bring both of them together in a way where you can work by exception for humans and let technology take the heavy lift. So if I'm a provider listening to this and I'm saying, yeah, technology sounds like a good idea, it could be a good solution, where do I start and where can I make the biggest impact quickly? Yeah, I, I would say the, the, the area that comes immediately to mind, especially in revenue cycle, is you want to look at things that are not patient-facing, that require extensive interactions or manual effort. Pair interactions come to mind as an area that can be immediately impacted um, and has the greatest opportunity. If you look at most pair processes around reimbursement, they are kind of built like a hurdle for a provider to jump on to get reimbursed, right? And, and most of them require multiple touch points with payers uh, via portal, faxes, phones, and other sources. So if you can find technology and automation solutions that actually alleviate pair interactions, you can have your scare staff focus on more complex scenarios, including patient satisfaction, patient experience issues. Mm -hmm. Now, let's take an example of the front office. Um, and I'll, I'll go through a front office, back office example around this. The front office 
is responsible for ensuring an incoming order is accounted for, a patient is scheduled, the patient knows what, when they need to come into the office, what their financial responsibility might be for the procedure that they're coming in for. This has multiple touch points with the patient, but has multiple touch points with the payers. You want to understand whether the patient has insurance, is he eligible, is he Medicare, does he have an advantage plan? And if he's eligible, does he have benefits that cover the services that we are going to be performing? And if their services are covered, at what level are they covered? Uh, is it is it a complete deductible or an out-of-pocket for the patient? So you can let them know that it, it's, they're going to be paying out-of-pocket and set up financial plans or is the payer paying for a lot of it? And then the other big thing is to, if it's an elective procedure, is does it require prior authorization? And if it's requires prior authorization, making sure you obtain them prior to the visit. Now, if you look at this entire cycle, the entire patient financial verification prior authorization life cycle that in, involves direct payer interaction is ripe for automation, ripe for solutions that can actually go out to the payers, whether that is direct integration, clearing houses, find out what the eligibility benefits are. For payers that don't support it, robotic automation is a great solution to go on portals. So staff is not sitting in, on five different portals with 10 different logins trying to figure out how to get this information. And in many cases where you need prior authorization and you're actually reaching out to portals or sending faxes, these are areas that can easily be solved with automation as an example. The other big area that, that I kind of think about is AR, denials and appeals. We see a lot of organizations actually as they face staffing shortage, start to make decisions on AR, in particular aging AR. Because if you have staff, you want to work them on current AR, you want to work them on charge entry, coding, billing. What that means is uh, AR that continues to get denied or is unresponded to from a payer perspective, you are making decisions on using your scarce resources to go after the high dollar ones. This is where automation can actually evaluate ones that can actually get paid for, only make you smart enough to touch only the ones that you need to touch. Identify how many times you need to touch and in many cases automate the touch, right? Appeal letter generation comes to mind. Claim status checking comes to mind. Eligibility verification comes to mind. These are areas and in terms of AR recovery that could be automated. But more importantly, becoming more intelligent about what AR to go after so you can apply your scarce resources to maximize the dollars. I would say these are, I would say, big areas that you can actually get started on immediately. The other area that's directly tied to patient that's of interest is patient engagement, um, self-service solutions around scheduling patients or understanding estimates and payment options. Organizations should start making it more self-service for patients to do it so they don't have to make phone calls and wait on calls for a scheduling agent to take on. I would say these, these would be kind of big areas that can be touched on very with, with value very immediately. All really great ideas. Thank you so much, Navneeth, for joining us. This was super insightful and helpful and hope that everyone took away some tips and tricks as to how they can leverage technology in the right way to alleviate some staffing challenges. Yeah, I want to leave. I want to just leave with a call to action, Kate. I, I think adversity is also opportunity. And, and I think provider leaders should actually take this current adversity of um, staffing shortage as an opportunity to streamline 
uh, improve, automate, and make your revenue cycle more intelligent. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> I think those are great words of, of wisdom and a, a good call to action to leave everyone with. So thank you again, Navneesh. Thank you all. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to get notified when our next episode is online. For more information for how we can help you increase reimbursements at your company, check out our website at infinix.com. That's I-N-F-I-N-X dot com.